I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Kasani. And after a year of recording the Metal Report, we decided that we have to change the name. Because it was not indicative of what we were doing. It wasn't working. And so we chose Badass Women. Everyday women, women that you come across all the time that are doing extraordinary things. And we know so many of them. And we're going to introduce you to them. So don't forget to subscribe to Badass Women so you know when our latest recording comes out. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Like and share. Please tell your friends. Thank you. So you are listening to uh, Valentina Gomez from Bunker 58. And is that the full name or do you call it Bunker 58 branding or is it just Bunker 58? So we call it Bunker 58, but we need to tell people what we do. So when we're introducing ourselves or um, we're, we're putting our full name together, it's Bunker 58 Branding and Design Studio, which is what we do, including okay. what we do. So they do but, branding, they do logo website, uh, logo design website, graphics. They it's It looks like you're, you're the full stop for any type of graphics, branding, website for... Um, for the agency, we do everything from brand strategy all the way to what the identity, the visual identity of the brand is going to be. So that would be your logos, what your brand is going to look like, your website, your social media plan. We even do social media management as well. So we really cover a 360 aspect of what a brand is. And um, for those of that don't know what a brand is yeah tell us yeah i think it's good um for so a business so a brand to a business is like the soul to a person it's everything about you or everything about your business so is starting from the way your business looks to the way your business feels so i always compare it to when we're introducing our business to the world where it's like we're introducing a person or a group of people. So it doesn't have to be you necessarily, unless you have a personal brand, which would be you are your brand. But when you have a commercial business, that business still has a personality, that business still has feelings, and it does behave like a person because people by people. So the only way we recognize things outside of us is we try to humanize them. So we humanize businesses, and the way we do that is through what they represent as a brand. That's why we sometimes pick one over the other and we don't know why. There's not a technical reason or there's not a performance reason. It's just you like it better. Like it happens with people. You like some people better than others and sometimes you don't know what or why. So it's the same feeling. So we take care of all of that part of your business that your customers or your audience connects with, whether they make a conscious decision or not. So we help create that, let's say, the humanizing part of who you are as a business. The outside with all our graphics and website and you know what you can see or touch or hear, and then the inside, which also includes even how your business runs. Sometimes we don't pay attention to that, but that also says a lot about who we are as a business. So you mean like the, um, like your promptness in answering calls and your ability to respond to orders and, you know, things like that. That's what you mean by that? Yeah. So it would be, for example, you know, that friend that's always late to things, right? That's part of the brand. They're your friend that's always late. So with businesses, we have the same, let's say, feeling. So you have that uh, service provider that always replies to your emails on time 
or that always has a very short waiting time when you call their customer number, or that is very good with returns, or that really answers all your questions, and then you have those who don't. Mm -hmm. So all those, let's say, inner things about your business, if they do volunteer work, if they don't, if they get involved with the community, if they take any stance on any issue that's out there in the world, we pay attention. And that is part of the decision that we make, whether we buy the product or not. And it might not always be a conscious decision, but it is part of the decision. Right. Yeah. Same way as you do with people. Absolutely. So we are in the middle of uh, this coronavirus thing for the our audience. Um, we are talking to Valentina Gomez from Bunker 58. They are a branding um, graphic design business. Um, they take I, um, brand new companies and create um, the vision of the soul of the company and present it to the world. And they also take established corporations, companies, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs or corporations or both. Do you do both? We've worked with both. We've worked for, with anything from personal brands to big companies. And uh, like you were saying, rebrands are also amazing projects. And I think every business should do a little tweaking every once in a while. Yeah, for it's sure. a little self-growth. So, yes, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work. And we go through it as well. Every certain amount of time, we do like, what can we improve? What can we do better? Does this website still represent what we're doing? Are we still communicating the way we want to on social media? Mm -hmm. Are our photos up to date? Our logo? Like, everything needs to be evolved. Yeah. And evolved with the times. Right. So, yeah, rebrands are also a big, big part. And it's what we've been doing most of lately, actually. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I bet that sounds, it sounds fascinating to me. I'd love to, you know, delve into that and spend some more time on it. But right now I really want to talk about, um, you know, there's, I think, um, 13,000 restaurants in the greater Houston area that closed down as well as um, other service companies. Um, and there are, um, the only thing that's really open are grocery stores, um, maybe a CVS or, you know, convenience store, gas stations. And um, in the midst of this, there's, you know, people like Vanessa. Vanessa has um, a company um, that she's, um, creating material for and, and wants to keep it going. And, um, you know, there's other people like that. And, and then there's people that once this, whatever happens, once we get to the end of it and everything reopens, then we have more, you know, there's going to be some restaurants that don't open it back up. There's going to be businesses that are gone. And, um, so you know, what are you, what, what's your work like right now? And what, what would your advice be to um, someone like, let's take Vanessa, someone like that's a solopreneur and is, you know, just starting to build this business and create um, a, a steady flow of income. And then what, what's she supposed to do now? It is a very scary time for a lot of people. And um, that's been the conversation I've been having for, I would say, since I quarantined myself like 10 days ago. You know, I've been like, you know what? I'm not risking it. I don't feel anything, but I'm staying inside. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the conversation has been, what do I do if I'm a business owner? Because some people, like you said, don't have to shut down and can work remotely or their entire business online. So for those of us that live on the internet, it's a, it's 
let's say we're not less impacted because we are, but we do have certain tools at our disposal that we can just use in a different way to try to make that space productive. Um, whether our business is a primary necessity or not, there is something that we can always do. And part of the fear is, do I stay quiet or do I market? Mm -hmm. Do I keep selling? Cause, and I go through it too. I was just talking um, to a client about this and I was like, I know you feel guilty about selling, so do I. Yeah. But then, cause you're like, this is not a priority. We should be like buying food, which is true. But at the same time, you have a lot of parents who have kids at home that have no clue what to do with their kids. So if you offer an educational service and you can do that online, please be my guest. I'm sure a lot of parents are going to be extremely grateful that you exist. Mm -hmm. um, people that are trying to stay on track with their health and maybe they started a new way of eating and now they're stuck at home and they have no idea what to do. Maybe offering some assistance online that you could do maybe by the hour or with, to work with what they have, because yes, we can't send people to, let's buy a new grocery list, because that's not all, an option either at this point. Yeah. So, you know, try to, one, put yourself in the shoes of where your people are now, where your, what your ideal client is going through right now, and literally ask, what do you need right now? If you don't know what that looks like, or if you're second guessing yourself on what that could be. Ask your clients, if they're current clients, hey, what are you going through? How can I help you? Uh, if they're new clients, you know, I do a lot of social listening because of the nature of my work. Go online and see what people are talking about. Okay. You know, hashtags, <laughs> see what the conversation is. People are on social media like crazy now. Yeah. Like all So, <laughs> yeah, just listen, like just read comments. like. It's to me, it's like a hobby at this point, just to see how people are reacting to all of this and what they're saying and what they're communicating that they need. Put a question out there. I don't know if do you have a Facebook group, Vanessa, or something like that where you could reach out to your people. I have a newsletter and I've, I've gotten some feedback in that my content's very helpful, but I think a lot of people from what I'm getting are nervous to invest in something that's long-term right now because everything's kind of still still up in the air as it relates to like the economy and like all that stuff so um that's kind of what i'm getting okay because so, uncertainty we don't know what's gonna, we don't know when this is gonna end so we don't know how like how much food do you need to have how much money do you need to save how much anything really because we don't know they're gonna have their jobs like i i I work with a lot of women and I know they're nervous because a lot of their partners uh, and mostly stay-at-home moms too so their partners are possibly going to be losing their job and they don't know you know and yeah. so yeah it's it's challenging to be promoting when that's kind of like what you see from your community you know but that doesn't mean that your service is not needed because yes we have a lot of people that are losing their jobs we we get caught up in this um maybe vibe of what's on our social media everybody's afraid nobody's spending anything nobody's you know everybody's just looking for toilet paper you know that but it doesn't mean that that's how that's worldwide or that that's global or that's even citywide or even your small community wide yeah that's your group and remember and that's the thing we live in a 
everybody lives in their little bubble. If you add to that the fact that social media has an algorithm that curates what you see or you don't see, then you have to add the fact that you're only seeing the information that the contents that yeah. you interact the most with are posting. The odds of those people being very similar to you are high because it's the people right. that you contact the most. Mm -hmm. But they're not the only people that exist. And they're, we're all going through this, but we're all going through this in very different ways. So what you do is needed regardless because that there's a reason why your business exists because there's a market for it. That market did not disappear the moment coronavirus came into our lives. That market is still there. Maybe their priorities change? Yes. Could this affect a part of your target market? Definitely. Could people be more weary about where they spend their money? Yes. People are not stopping spending. People are still spending money. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine called me the other day because I asked her the same. I'm like, I don't know what I could sell that could still be relevant and not be, you know, I was going, because I also ask people what they think to bring into my information bank that have nothing to do with what I do. And she said, look, I went to walk my dog and all of my neighbor's apartments had Amazon boxes outside. Yeah. Yeah. People Go figure. I mean, I wanted to buy a course myself. <laughs> I was like, maybe this is a good time for me to work on something. <laughs> you have a lot of free time. So let yeah. me take that course that I've never taken right. and I'll just put it on a credit card and then figure it out. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of whatever it is that you're putting out there that it's valuable to that person. And I know it sounds repetitive. Yes, everybody needs something of value. What I put out there is a value. Yes, but is it a priority for them now? And it might not be everybody, but there's somebody out there that maybe is not being laid off, that works from home, their income is perfectly fine, and they have a lot of free time, and they might want to do something. Those people also exist in the world. So not everybody is in that fearful space mm -hmm. and it's hard to get out of that because it's like the rat like we're all in that loop and that's what we see and that's what we comment is everybody's sending like motivational quotes and then you feel bad that your post is not a motivational quote because then you don't know people are going to hate it because it's not like a super happy positive thing but that's not the only thing people want to talk about people are turning off the news people are taking a break from what's going on and playing with their kids and what if what you do is exactly what somebody else is needing right now and they just don't know you exist? Do you want to be over Chelsea? No. Do you want to take advantage of the situation? No. That's not what we want to do, but that doesn't mean we have to like close shop because we're scared or some people are going to judge us because that is also happening and I would really implore people to stop it. Don't shame people from trying to stay alive and have their business make money. It's their business. And unless they're taking advantage of the situation, then I would say, why are you guilting them for doing their job? They are working. Mm -hmm. So as long as we're careful in how we approach this and we're honest to our audience and say, hey, everybody knows everybody has to eat. Everybody knows everybody needs a job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just coming from a place of empathy and honesty and you know not taking advantage of things and just being this is where if it's not for you it might be for a friend mm -hmm. it's yeah, not for, friend for who, um just started a t-shirt business and she's like growing and developing and now she's kind of like in the same boat like well i don't know is it still relevant are people gonna buy and um someone had told her like this is not a good time to be trying to sell t-shirts 
But now she's, it didn't stop her, which I loved seeing that she's like, I'm not gonna stop selling my t-shirts. She just added like a little snippet at the end, like this is my, this is my business, you know, this is my livelihood. I still wanna, you know, pursue this and I want this to survive this situation. And so I think that was like really helpful for her community so that she didn't get that kind of backlash of like, this isn't relevant right now or it's insensitive or whatever. Yeah. Well, it might be irrelevant to that person that posted it, and but it might not be relevant to somebody that, I don't know, their kids went through all their shirts and everything's a mess and they need a new shirt. Or they, shopping makes them happy, or they want some normalcy in their life, or they just saw a t-shirt and they loved it. This is not, the world is not ending in a month right. or two months or three months. This is just a very hard situation we're all going through, but the world continues and life continues. and people need a job what about the people that she employs they also need a salary i mean it's hard in moments when we're scared to remember that there are other people out there that also go through things mm -hmm. and we tend to close off and you know start thinking about what you need survive we go into survival mode and that's completely understandable but it's not helpful so it's always good even for our own sanity to look outside i'm not the only one that's going through this let me talk to somebody else that's also going through this situation so i feel alone and so we have this conversation and i don't feel ashamed to sell my t-shirts mm -hmm. i saw a post i think it was a facebook ad somebody said it the shirt said i'm coronavirus free which yeah, i thought I was that too. I sent it to her yeah i mean it's a some people are going to find it offensive, of course, but I mean, again, there's as many opinions as there are humans in the world. <laughs> we don't have to like them all. And maybe some, yeah, what if I want to wear a t-shirt that says, I survived coronavirus? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's my way of coping with it. Who am I hurting with that? Am I making fun of the situation? No. no. Am I insulting somebody? No. So then what's the harm? I still have to feed my family and I still have employees to pay. Well, and some people just look for uh, an opportunity to be offended as well, you know. So what do you like tell, what did you say? I said, I was, I'm feeling like what you're saying is like, we really just have to learn how to adapt to the situation, like as quickly as we can, you know? Yeah, and with, um, and a very, uh, something that's very important to me and to my team is everything we do and, and I am, ask people to think about it and consider it comes from an ethical point and from a place of integrity are we going to be okay with this 10 years from now yes mm -hmm. do we feel like this is more positive than negative yes if everything comes for us if it's comes from a place of empathy and from a place of integrity and then we're good we're not out there trying to hurt people if you can be self-aware enough to take that into account and, and consider other people, then that's great. If you're having a hard time doing that, that is okay too. Maybe this is a time for you to grow and to learn other things. People are, are, are out there trying to feel offended. Yes. Are people so scared they can't deal with it? Yes. Everybody does what they can with what they have. Right. Is it perfect? No. But do what you can from the place that you are and try to be compassionate with the other people. And if that's the best that they can do, that's fine. But don't let that dictate how you live your life, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that is kind of a good segue to my question is that if um, 
if you are doing some marketing and you're doing marketing using social media and you do get a response like, I'm not, you know, some type of negative offensive response, how much weight should you give it? I would say, um, well, personally, take it with a grain of salt. Who knows where they're coming from? It Most of the times, those things are not personal. It's more about where they're at than where you are. So they just, you know, are trying to take it out on somebody. Right. And that's fine. But then I would say if you feel comfortable enough, you can say something back and just say, hey, I... Thank you for commenting. I appreciate your point of view. This is where we stand. Mm -hmm. And this is why we are doing things. So you could have like a pre-written message for haters. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you get a hater comment, you just say, thank you. I appreciate your contribution to the conversation. This is where we stand. And this is why we're doing things. If you can get on board, that's great. If not, maybe this is not the place for you. And that's totally fine. Maybe we are not the company for you. And good riddance. I mean, you also don't want to work with people that are toxic. So it's a two-way street. Not because you're offering a service. You have to take everybody that wants it. You can be also selective and say, I won't deal with this. I won't touch this. This is not the way we do business. This is not who we want to work with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, saying no to business is hard from a financial standpoint sometimes because we want our business to grow and we want to make all the money and we want, that's great. But sometimes your sanity and your peace and your team's sanity, if you have a team, it's best to just let go and, you know, move on. But don't feel the need to stay quiet. You can always say something. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people in the food space, like restaurants? Ooh, they're having. I feel so bad. I know. I feel for them, and I'm seeing them on their social media, like trying to maintain as much business as they can. But I, I don't. I just don't. You know. So I. I mean, the only thing I would say, I love how creative they're getting, and I think it's one of the few positive things that a crisis like this yeah. has in the world in general is the greatest inventions can come from moments like this and uh maybe you know like how they've been pivoting to okay then i'll do only takeout or i'll do only online orders or i'll do only favor and grubhub and uber eats and things like that and some people are they don't have a delivery service but now they're delivering like they'll have their own yeah like this your new job now is delivery please go ahead and like make it your thing they didn't have one before but they found themselves in a space where they need to and i love to me what they've been doing is inspirational because they found a way to keep selling innovate regardless of where we are right now yeah so i would say just keep doing it and keep thinking of new ways you don't have to give your food for free um, if you have food that's going to spoil, a lot of businesses have been donating that, and I think that's great. And that is not something they're going to capitalize on right now. But when this is over, and as this progresses, people will remember those right. companies that stuck it out, and that donated their leftover food, and that did work for it. So not everything has to be a financial transaction. There's a lot that we can do now 
that we can cash in on later. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also what some people are doing of giving free advice or giving free consults and things like that, which I think is great as long as we don't overdo it. Because then we can also break the market when everybody's giving everything for free. Yeah, I'm saying so that. Economically, that's not sustainable either. Yeah, I am saying though, what I like restaurants, some of the restaurants is they're offering gift cards and that's what I'm doing is I'm just purchase, purchasing gift cards for like future, just to kind yeah. of keep them like going longer. But I do like what you're saying, like what you said makes sense. Cause I'm seeing that a lot, especially in the coaching space where a lot of coaches are offering a lot of free group sessions and a lot of free, just a lot of free things. Um, yes. What would you say on that? on how someone who can't really give free stuff or maybe not as much free stuff than other coaches that have been in the field a lot longer? Well, there's a couple of things. So one is, um, and this is, I didn't make it up. It's a proven thing. A lot of people don't appreciate things that are free. Mm -hmm. So, and I, for example, you get a free download for an ebook and then you download it and you never read it. Mm -hmm. or um, you get free classes that you never attend and then that pass or gift or whatever sits there forever and then you never use it because it's free so it's just, it, there's no commitment you mm -hmm. just don't follow through and I do think guidance is great and education is great I mean I'm big on education trust me I'm all for that for educating people and giving them free tools that's great but at the same time not like you said at first not everybody's able to do that financially and two, at the end of the day, if you make people used to getting everything for free, the moment you try to sell them, they won't buy because I already have everything for free. Why would I buy from you at this point? Mm -hmm. So it is, a, I would say, a delicate line to thread. Um, I think if you value your work enough and your people see the value in your work, they will be willing to pay. Gift cards are great. That's a great pivot. You can, anything that you can package and ship is also magical. Digital downloads are also great. You don't have to make bank with one sale, but you can still keep a flow of communication going and a flow of resources going and smaller products that, you know, then you play the, the quantity card. You know, you maybe sell a, a more affordable or cheaper product but you sell more of those right. than you would be yeah. so one huge product so if your audience can't commit to a long-term thing like i can't commit to four months of classes because i don't even know when that's going to start in like it's too much uncertainty for me to handle some people are good with that some can't take it yeah so if you can't take the uncertainty then maybe create a product that's more for now or a shorter period that maybe you can sell a smaller price point so the barrier to entry is not that hard um but don't you don't need to give it for free if people realize what that what you're giving has value they'll pay for it mm -hmm. regardless of what that is so good and i'm i think i'm gonna take your advice on that for sure yeah i've talked to um and i'm glad i could help i talked to a friend of mine that has a hair salon and she was also freaking i'm like you have a bunch of products that suck move that People are stuck in their homes. So if you have... Sell <laughs> them color, then they can mess their hair up if they color it themselves and then come to you to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> that also is a thing. You know, the, the little root thingy that they sell to, like, sell that and then do a tutorial online. For Brilliant. Free, 
I love that. Yeah, I love that. Or pre-sell a package of I don't know ten blowouts at a discounted price if you buy in the next two weeks, and then you can cash whenever you want. Yeah, and then you pre-sell things to keep be able to keep paying your employees or keep paying your rent or mm-hmm. you know also talk to your providers. Try to delay. People are so open to helping. If you have a subscription or something in your business that's an ongoing payment, if you have a brick and mortar, talk to your landlord. Maybe it's not not paying the rent, but maybe it's paying half of it now and half of it later, or delaying a payment, or you know, delaying it with an interest. Prorating it, yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's ask. My mom. My mom always told me to always ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. The worst thing that can happen is that people say no. And what yeah. did you lose? The time asking the questions. Right. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So ask for anything your business needs, whatever that looks like. And people, I've every everybody I've called like mortgage things like that, like just asking what our options are. Everybody said yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes we just don't ask the questions because we're afraid to hear a no. Mm-hmm. But what if we hear yes and we get everything we want? Right. Ask your clients what they need. Ask somebody that was about to buy and didn't buy, like, hey, how can we make this work for you? Write it might down. not be pay- Write that down. payment plans. You know, maybe that's a <laughs> thing. You do a payment plan and people are more comfortable with that. Or maybe some buy today, use later type thing. So we just need to get super creative and um that's what i've been doing a lot lately is just having um strategy calls and consultations with people to literally just sit down and say okay how do we pivot your business and then we spend an hour working on that um because i think that's where we're all we all are right now even my students were doing online classes college is starting in april and everything's moving to online when we have to find a way to figure it out just they need to graduate So, you know, we have, thankfully, we're in a country and in a space where we have all the tools we need to find a way to make things work. And that is such a huge advantage in itself. A lot of our places, like my family back home, they're going through the same thing. They don't have half of the resources. Right, right. So just trying to see, and I know it's, I'm not the most yippee yay positive person ever. But I, to keep my sanity, I go like, okay, this is where we are. Could it be worse? Yes. And then I think of all the ways it could be worse. And then I think of all the ways it could be better. And then I try to find a space where I'm like. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So the name of our podcast is Badass Women. Who do you think is a badass? Who's the badass in your life? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I meet badass women all the time. Okay. Um, I would say, I mean, I would say my mom is one. Um, I would say I am one. I'd say all the women that I work with are one. Um, it's a very hard world for women. And, and business is brutal for us women. So I try to always um, surround myself with people that are better than me. So I have a place where I can learn. And with people that I can help. So I can pass it along. I appreciate your what? your time and and your comments and your instructions and just advice. It's been you know calming for me just to listen to you and and like you know 
I, I'm not really having that trouble marketing and stuff, but I did make some notes and, and, um, you know, there's stuff in there that I just, I love what you said, you know, I love what your, your message and the way that you, um, you convey it. And I do, I really do think you are a badass. I feel like so much hope to like businesses and just having them feel hopeful that we're going to make it through this and navigate this. And it, you're like what you said, it's not the end of the world. Right. It feels like it, though. It's not. I think my favorite thing that you said is what you just said is to ask. Right. What if they say yes to everything you ask? Yeah. No, because you were afraid to ask. Right. Because if they don't, you're still in the same space, same place. So. Right. And and then you'll live with this recurrent. And at least that happens. That's what happens to me. Like I'll I'll stay in my head and like what if I would have said like what if I had that. I can't, I can't live like that. And yeah. I do that so much. So I'm like, you know what? The only way to get done with that is just ask it right. like straight up. Cause the, I can't do this in my head. Like what, what would have happened if I like, what? No, I should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if they say no, then I'll figure something out. But until I have a definite answer, I don't know where to go next. So everything I do is going to be, filled with that same uncertainty like is this the right choice like I don't know if it's no this is what's happening and the answer is yes okay then let me come up with a plan and here's my plan and then I know what I need to deal with and then I can move on and do what I need to do to make that happen but if you're always like what if this what if that like you're it's like treading on like the very unstable I can't at least I can't live like that like I need answers so I go get them I love well, it. Well, I appreciate you answering my question. <laughs> of course. When I reached out to you, you were just like, whatever info you, you gave it, you answered every question that I have, and that was awesome. I'm glad. I mean, any way that I can help, um, I'm here for it. It's very scary, like you said. And um, just talking to, to people helps. It yeah. does. And, and asking the questions and, you know, feeling like there is, light at the end what that looks like we don't know because a lot of people in reality are going to lose their business right is yeah but then also how we support each other i think it's going to be huge um like you know you have a friend and especially us like in the entrepreneurship community we know a lot of business owners so you know how can i maybe partner with you and maybe do something with right. you and we do something together and then that one takes the stress out of doing everything alone yes and yes. two it might offer a bigger value and it might be an easier sell in the end as well mm-hmm. so you know promote your like there's posts that goes all, all the time that free ways to help your entrepreneur friends and i every time i see it i go like oh here it's making the rounds one more mm-hmm. time Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. Like just right. share, post, like, comment. Yeah. That's already super helpful. Be there to, you know, support. Like if you're having a moment, <laughs> like pick up the phone and ask your friend, like, I'll, I'll just listen. Right. Yeah. How does our audience find you, Valentina? So our website is bunker58.com. Um, we have links to all of our social media. All of our handles are at we are bunker 58 uh, And then you can find me, uh, also Valentina Gomez, on almost all social media. All of our links are on the website. 
if you find us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, feel free to send a direct message or ask a question. Um, Their response is on point. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for, see, there we go. Long enough. Yeah, Um, time to end. It's been good, and uh, thank you for the opportunity as well. Thank you. Oh my God, that was another great episode of Badass Women. These are everyday women doing extraordinary things, and you just heard one of them. So don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications. Yes, and thanks for listening. And if you want to nominate somebody or suggest somebody, just email us at badasswomen at gmail.com. And we'll take your suggestions. Thank you.